and trains and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectacle. What we were trying to say, you got to walk on, walk on, walk on. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 61 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And we have a great show for you this time out. Coming up, the Silver Fox Kevin Allen is in the building. In addition to that, going to have a conversation with Houston sports journalist Max Edison of the Houston Defender. And, of course, we have a couple of uh, fun segments for you, including We the People. Also, we're going to hit you with some headlines, some wifey side piece or crazy ex. And in the second half, we have some birthdays. And we also have the Lamont Award. And what was Lamont? You big dummy. He's a big dummy. So that's coming up all that this episode. First and foremost, also DJ Malone. Can't forget about DJ Malone during the break. A lot of people have been loving. That's our resident DJ. DJ Malone with his mix coming up at the halfway point and a little bit more of that at the very end of the show. Uh, but I want to remind you guys, and first of all, I'll give you some good news. We are now on Google Play. So in addition to iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Player FM, Blueberry, um, whatever. I mean, all of those places. Wherever you find your podcast, we are there. So want to thank you guys for finding us. want to encourage you guys to subscribe, to like, to share with friends and get everybody involved in the conversation. We're growing by leaps and bounds, and I want to thank you so much for that. Now, last time out, we did a a World Cup preview. We won't talk too much World Cup this time out, but, I mean, I like the fact that we branched out a little bit, talked a little international football. What do you think about that, Kev? Hey, that is huge. I was teasing one of my friends yesterday from Nigeria. I said, hey, man, you won't even call me Nigeria win." In the cup, and you you forget about me, huh? Oh man, that just tickled them to death. But that's their football. Oh that, yeah, that's that, a big, the big World deal. Cup. You need to have them listen to that special World Cup preview we did. Let's get into what's new. Now, what's new in your world? I know the Big Three was here last night. The Big Three, the basketball league was here last night. What are your thoughts yeah. on the on the Big Three? I love the Big Three. I think that's a great concept that Ice Cube came up with. You have some old uh, ex-NBA players that still have a little fob lit up on them, and, and they go at it in half-court game. Can't get up and down as much. Yeah. So they go in the half-court setting. That's that old-school basketball where you learn how to play. So I think it's a great deal, and it's growing all over the country. I think like 16,000 people yeah, here last 16, night. 16,000 yeah. in the building. Huge. Uh, our very own Clyde Drexler is the commissioner of the league. I yeah. say our very own from H-Town. From Houston, so that, that was a big deal. Also, you got some new gear, and you have ventured even deeper in the social media. I know people are sitting on the edge of their seats, so tell them how, what's new with you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm I'm getting into the social media stuff, man. It, it's taken me a while. I'm on Instagram now at Kevin Allen three thirty. Uh, that's Kevin Allen three thirty on the Instagram. So I've branched out into that part. 
Also, um, on, on my basketball deal with my brand, which is my premier uh, showcase. Got your gear. Um, you got, got, got gear. some gear. We're going to have yeah. to post it on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. So yeah. make sure we do that. And then on your Instagram as well. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you know what? And again, not to get too deep into this because it's so depressing, but been looking at the situation at the border, which we are very far from the border, but it's, I guess we're closer than most in dealing with it. And it's just a, a very demoralizing thing. And all I really want to say about that is there's a lot of stuff being done in our name, in, in every you know, in every American's name that you wouldn't want to co-sign on. And I think that it's important that we we get hurt on the situation. You can't mistreat children. Man, 45 has it rocking, I mean, on some things that, I mean, I really don't agree on with separating kids from yeah, parents and things that. of that nature. I'm it not a fan of that. It seem like America, man. I mean, it's what well, it does in, it, in that it, it reflects the worst of our history. But this, he's like Bull Connor or somebody. I mean, this is a, this is ridiculous, man. And it, it's a very, very sad, sad time. And I don't care what your political leanings are, if you're conservative, you're fiscal conservative, if you're a social conservative, this is not about a policy or political posturing or of ideology. This is about uh, really, in a, in, in a way, really is about good versus evil in this situation. And I hope it gets resolved. But I, for whomever's listening, I, I would never support kids being taken away from their parents. I'll let that stay where it is. But I will say this. I did get away for a little bit. I went to the beach was for a couple trip, of man? days. Man. I, got, I got a little sunburn, man, on my shoulder. But, yeah, I had a – Did you I, take your shirt off? I did. What? Of course I did. You man, been look, working out, man. No, I, no, I hadn't. Not, not, but, I'm, but, hey, I'm all man. Whatever I am, I'm all man. Hey, man, you've been working <laughs> out and went to the beach. Hey, man, Dev went to the beach. Oh, Took yeah. his shirt off, got man. Do you understand? Up. When I was young, man, and I was really in, in shape, man, I was a, quite an exhibitionist. Man, I never had clothes on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. I was I was out there bad. So you know, I'm a little bit more modest since the you know I've added a few pounds. But so you enjoyed I've added your, more than a few pounds. So you I'm, enjoyed your stay. I did, man. I needed to get away, and I need to get away a little bit more, man. I, again, you know, it's been a rough little stretch for me. So I have yeah. I have to kind of. Let some things wash over me, man. I got, I did. I got out in that water for a while, man. I just tried to meditate or pray or just clear my head, man, because it's it's been a hell of a run. And a lot of you guys know a lot about that, but it's been it's been rough, man. And people think uh, I, people can't see your scars all the time and and see, man. Hey, man, this is a tough, tough time. I guess you when you see what's happening with uh, you, you know some of the celebrities. And and you think that they have it all, and then you find out that they're really really miserable inside. I'm not. It's not that situation, but it is that you know you go through the things that you go through in life, and with loss and and people leaving your life and life is short, man. You got to get out here. Yeah, that's a, it's a hell of a thing, yeah. man. And it's you know if I'm the oldest, so I got to kind of yeah. You you how old are you now? Hey man, I'm. I don't know what is it. I'm on 22 again. Yeah, I, I don't okay. Know. Right. I don't have a birthday coming up soon though. But with that, want to get into some headlines. And headlines, well, hey, the biggest deal is we're on, what, LeBron watch and then the NBA draft. A lot going on in the NBA. The most disappointing thing for me is the Kawhi Leonard deal. And what's, let me start with you. What's your take on Kawhi Leonard? Because I, I'm really disappointed in how this thing is transpiring. And if you don't know, Kawhi Leonard – 
is demanding out of San Antonio. He wants to go to Los Angeles. He's made, let it be known, or his his folks have, his his group has, which includes now his uncle. Uh, he wants to even leave as much as $31 million on the table. Ken, what's your thought about Kawhi wanting to break out of San Antonio? Well, the thing is, with that situation, we haven't heard from Kawhi. You know, we're getting it, you know, all the stories from the uncle or, or his group where people call his team. San Antonio doesn't want to trade him from what all speculations that he wasn't happy with uh, his injury and how that was done with How them. the organization handled yeah. his injury. So we're not sure, and we haven't heard anything from Kawhi. We're putting every, all the pieces together, but I love to see him stay in San Antonio, but also I love to see the San Antonio Spur organization go get another guy, you know. Well, I mean, they have a solid nucleus. What they need is a little bit more youth in the backcourt, obviously, uh, when you talk about a, a, a point guard. I know you got Murray there, but you you would want another piece or two. But they are able to find guys to do what they need them to do in such a New England Patriots-type way. That's where the comparison stops with me because I can't stand the Patriots. But they take less than, and they make it work for them in a way where they can win championships with, with less talent. They never talked about a, a big three, although they kind of had one with Parker and, and – Joe Ginobili and Duncan. Yeah, and Even Duncan and Kawhi. Kawhi right. So, and again, it's disappointing to me because it's not good for the league for him to leave a small market like San Antonio. I think it's better for the league to have a star in, in a place like San Antonio where they can compete. If everybody's in L.A., Chicago, New York – and now, I guess, uh, in the Bay Area, it, it's not as much fun for the entire league because you have some very small markets out there. And also, you like to think that, man, hey, this is a, a – not not that he needs to be quiet or whatever, but he's in a great situation in San Antonio. He hadn't had any pressure. If you win in San Antonio, they love you. If you lose in San Antonio, they, they still love you. Whereas if you go – to L.A., to the Lakers or the Clippers or whatever, pressure is on you. And, and it's a different kind of thing. You are the man. It's not going to be as much fun. It's not the – I mean, you are going to catch hell. Now, maybe he doesn't respond to that. Maybe he doesn't even hear it. Maybe he can block that out. But the pressure will definitely be on. And he's mad because he made $18 million and they wanted him to come come back. I mean, in what I said before, in basketball, they're not going to – jeopardize their franchise by rushing you back. I, and, and some people think they try to equate that with football. Football is a different thing because they can get rid of you and, and you know, you ain't getting all that money. But it, with the guaranteed contracts with Kawhi, the bottom line is they want you to be as healthy as you can be. And they thought, and rightfully so, that they maybe could have made a run with a healthy Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but Kawhi had to make sure that everything was in the best interest for Kawhi. Now, when we get to no pressure on him being in San Antonio. You got to remember, he's a California guy. So being out in California, when you look at it, uh, do I want to walk on the Riverwalk or I want to walk on Venice Beach? Get all this sun, you know, the excitement, the energy is high. And maybe that's what he's used to, even though he may be a quiet sort of guy. But that may be what he's used to as opposed to San Antonio. So it does a Man, number you of things walk in that come. Beach in the summertime. Yeah, but you could, <laughs> but you may want to just get up out of your bed one day and walk out the front door and go do it. You can't do that in San Antonio. So I mean, it's just the fit. You know, when you 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 compare him to say a Tim Duncan, that wasn't Tim Duncan. 
You know, Tim Duncan, San Antonio was great. David Robinson, that was great. But Kawhi may be that dude that, hey, he, he loves that high energy. And then if you can get the right pieces in L.A., then you get Showtime back as well. So, hey. Well, I mean, do you think he would want to play with LeBron and all of that? That would be a – that's a, a potential freak show. And, and I don't think that that experiment will necessarily work. But we can get into that a little bit later on. Uh, also, we're going to get more into – uh, the LeBron situation. But what do you think about billboards going up around the city of Houston, people wanting LeBron to come to Houston? What What are your thoughts on LeBron in Houston? Well, I saw that, you know, they, they showed the deal with the, the billboards, yeah, hey, for LeBron, which, you know, they're trying to do everything they can to try to get him here. But, I mean, I'm not big on that kind of stuff because he's going to go where he wants to go regardless. So I, I'm not big on this LeBron James free agent fiasco. Because it, every three or four years we get it again anyway. So I mean, well, we the first out of time, time on that. Yeah. yeah, the first time was you know okay when they did it with him going to Miami, but now he's making it seem like uh, this is a uh, uh, an event to watch me decide where I want to go. Is that I him am. doing that? His oh, people doing that? Or you think that that's just how things are? That's him. Uh, I I think. I mean, LeBron likes all the attention, so as much attention and it stay relevant. And doing things like that, he likes those kind of things because he wants to be in the forefront of everything. That's just me. Doesn't take away the phenomenal basketball player that he is, but he has to be in control of every every little move that's made. Well, and the other thing is, and and again, when you talk about this uh, the situation with LeBron, is there are not a lot of good places where he fits well. And, and, and I think that people, the basketball, the novice basketball fan, or just the, I guess the really the the zealot, the fanatical fan, the the true extension and embodiment of that word, will not look at how it fits on the team. They're looking at a name. So from that standpoint, I, I think that I don't know Houston doesn't need him, and so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see about that. But with that, want to go to a segment that we call Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, 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 Shame. shame I'll charge it to the game. But it's all in the game. I give him a couple of different options, and he tells me if it's a shame, 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 or charge it to the game. First up, Jameis Winston. It looks like he's facing a three-game suspension from the NFL for inappropriately groping for, I don't know if there's ever appropriate groping. I guess since if you're invited to grope, you can grope. But for groping an Uber driver, and he was never charged with this. No criminal complaint was ever filed. But the young lady, or the young Uber driver, said that it happened, reported it to Uber, and they banned him from Uber. Now, this happened in 2016. He said that there were three people in the vehicle and he was in the back seat. Another party involved said that Jameis was in the back seat with him and there was another guy up front. Well, the third guy who was unnamed until his lawyer came out and spoke, Brandon Banks, said, no, that's not how it happened. Basically, Jameis was by himself. We put him in an Uber by himself, so he was the only one in the car when he groped her. And so that's how that went down. The only problem with Banks and his testimony is that Banks has been found guilty of sexual battery and sexual assault and is facing, well, is in jail for 15 years on that charge. So I don't know what you believe in that situation. However, 
Uh, is it a shame, 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 or charge it to the game that Jameis Winston will be suspended, likely be suspended for three games this upcoming season? It's shame, shame, shame on Jameis Winston. Shame, 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 Because he keeps staying in the news for negative uh, things that's out there, you know, with the Uber situation in, in Florida State. He's standing on the tables, making obscene things. He's the, the rape the, allegations. Yeah, the crab legs. He's at a point now. He has to grow up and grow up quick. The next step is gonna is just going worse now. Yeah, because all other it's things. Not they, cute. Yeah, they swept it under the rug. Now you're getting ready to start missing games, missing money. The next step is gonna be a little bit longer. You're gonna then. miss your freedom. Man. Yeah, and that's gonna be next. But he's gonna have to slow it down. But sometimes you get to that point where you think you're invincible and you're bigger than the law. Sometimes you got to put the brakes on them. But I think it's shame, shame, shame. I think it's shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. As well. Because when you talk about this situation, he continues to make these, or at least put himself in in position for allegations to be made, whether they're true or not. Now, I do have a separate issue with the NFL, a job, your job, doing an investigation on you that goes beyond, above and beyond whatever criminal charges, whatever the justice system deems appropriate, uh, that's a different conversation. We've had that conversation on this podcast before. I, I'm not big on any. I mean, if I worked at Taco Bell, I wouldn't want Taco Bell sending detectives out to see if the law got it right. And all. That's, that's overstepping and overreaching. The NFL is trying to be everything to everybody, and they're dropping the ball a lot. And a lot of this comes from the Ray Rice situation. That's that's really what a lot of it boils down to. But uh, him personally, he needs to. I mean, hey man, don't take an Uber. Have a designated driver. Go old school. You don't need an Uber. Get somebody you know. Get your boy. If your boys know that you act out when you had that brown liquor, <laughs> you better they better stay with you. And you better get yourself together, man. This is like I said, you run out of time. You run out of time. And, and, and again, I have a I have as little problem with player behavior as anybody. But when you're the quarterback and you're the leader of a team, your rules are different. You There's a double standard for quarterbacks. We saw that with Vince Young. One of the criticisms of, of Vince was he was in the club. Well, your teammates can be in the club, but you can't. Yeah, at some point in time, he's just going to have to get that together, man, because he, he he's staying in it too much. And and even if he – I'm not saying because I, I don't know what happened, but – they were saying that he didn't do it in the beginning and making a big stink about it. But you and I both know, say you're in the neighborhood and little Johnny's breaking in the houses. And then sooner or later, little Johnny may not have broken the house this time, but little Johnny, you've been breaking in them before. So you're the first person they look at <laughs> and see that's, that's Jameis. He's been in so much stuff now here. Even if you are innocent, you look guilty. Well, we so see that how they penalize and fine players like a Draymond Green syndrome. In the NBA, not that this is the equivalent, but you're the kind of player that's always involved in something. It's so much so that even when you're innocent, sometimes you get caught up. So I, I get it. Next up for shame, 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 a charge to the game, Mikael Bridges. Now, Mikael Bridges was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers, which uh, that's fine. It's a dream come true to be drafted in the NBA. However, he's a Philadelphia kid. So that makes it even better. But even better than that, his mother is an employee for the Philadelphia 76ers and have worked for the 76ers for years and years and years. So draft night was a dream come true. They had the press conference. He wore the cap. 
and he went to Villanova. It was a beautiful, beautiful story. It was wonderful. Turns out, what, a few moments later, they traded him. Is that shame, 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 or charge it to the game? You got to charge that one to the game because that's business, you know. Um, Like you say, everything was just fair tale, too good to be true. And a couple minutes later, hey, you're going to Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the nature of the beast. So uh, I'm going to say charge that one to the game. Well, yeah, I think that that's kind of both. You kind of you kind of charge it to the game, but for that young man, and when you saw the mom and you saw the excitement and the energy, you know, after that happened, shame, 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 shame. Oh, it's sad. It's sad, man. It's sad that the kid, because again, we always dream of, of playing for your hometown team and. And you watch a team your whole life, you want to play on the field. Like, I want to play in the Astrodome for the Oilers, you know, all of that. And then you you had that dream come true. You can't hardly – you're pinching yourself, but he pinched himself. He'll he woke get to up. play there on the road Yeah, I know. as a visiting team. So, if your mom or you just – not you disgruntled employee, I'm sure that somebody in the organization is going to have to talk to him and say, look, I'm sorry, it was just a basketball move. That's a basketball move. But, hey, the good thing about it, the son – and say, hey, Mom, when it gets too cold and it's snowing in December, go on out to Phoenix. Sunny, bright. Man, hey, but that's a heartbreaking yourself. scenario for that family. Finally, in shame, 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 I charge it to the game. Greg Popovich getting on a plane to, to beg slash persuade slash urge Kawhi Leonard to stay with the San Antonio Spurs. Is that, a, I mean, for a legendary coach who many consider the best coach in the entire NBA, is that a shame, shame, shame that he had to do that? Or do you just charge that to the game? Charge that to the game. got to realize Pop, Pop wants him there. Pop has gone through a lot of things himself during the playoffs and, you know, trying to keep that team afloat. He just lost his wife, too. Yeah, lost his wife. And, you know, keeping the team afloat, going through a lot of things as well. So he wasn't all there. So now the timing was right. Hey, let me go in and talk to Kawhi, share some things with him. Let's see if we can work this out. Same thing he did with LaMarcus Aldridge last year, and everything has been great with L.A. So now let's see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. I'm like you. You have to charge it to the game because as great as you are as a coach, you're nothing without the players. So in basketball, you know, I always say they're the most spoiled, pampered, uh, of all, I mean, compared to baseball and, and football and, and certainly hockey, they, they're spoiled and they've been pampered their whole lives as soon as they uh, became stars on the AAU level. Uh, but it, you have to do it. You, you, I mean, that's just sort of the nature of the beast. So uh, it's unfortunate, again, that he – it doesn't look like that's going to work out. Hopefully, maybe he'll have a change of heart, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, but I think you, you have to do it if you're Greg Popovich. So with that, let's go to a segment that we call We the People. We the People. Now, We the People, what I do is I ask several poll questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page, and I let the people do the talking. So the questions were all LeBron slash Houston related this time out. So question one was LeBron's location. Where would you like to see LeBron land? The Rockets, the Lakers, the Cavs? Or other. And there were a couple others. Boston was in there and, and Philadelphia 76ers were in there. 41% of the folks said they wanted him to play for the Rockets. 
20% said they wanted to see him with the Lakers. 27% said that they wanted him with the Cavs. And everyone else sat, had a, a couple of other teams that they mentioned in the mix. So w I'm surprised by this in a way. I'm surprised so many Houston folks, because uh, I have a primarily Houston audience because of the local show. But I'm surprised by this. But that Houston, so many people wanted him in Houston. Where would you like to see LeBron play next year? And I know you're not a LeBron guy. That goes without saying. But where would you like to see him play? I mean, but it doesn't matter to me because I'm, I'm basically myself. I'm tired of seeing this scenario. It, it to me, it's no big deal where he's going any different than anybody else. It's gonna have a huge impact if he leaves the East. The East becomes even more wide open next year, and it makes the West a lot more competitive. And it depends on where he goes. See, right now, I think he's he's kind of puzzled because of the Kawhi Leonard situation. His deal was, if I can get Kawhi in L.A., my move is L.A. But by San Antonio saying they're not in any hurry to do anything, they're trying to patch up what's messed up with the Kawhi Leonard situation, now LeBron has to think again. Where can he go? So if you ask me, Cleveland would be the best fit for him and, and just sign another one-year deal and then try it again next year. But to me, like I say, it's no big deal because I'm 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 kind of tired of seeing the side show and you know how I feel about him hopping around different right. teams and things of that nature. So I really don't care about it. I would like to see him stay in Cleveland. But, again, diversify. Make the East interesting because now you have – Boston, that'll have healthy Kawhi and healthy Gordon Haywood. And then you'd also have Toronto that is going to try to get over the edge with a new coach. You also have Philadelphia, the up-and-coming team. So if you have Cleveland in that mix, it makes things a lot more interesting. If he goes to the West, again, it depends. I mean, now you're talking about a two-team race. You know, if he if they load up in L.A., you again, you're talking about Two teams that that are, have an opportunity to go, and the Western Conference Final will determine who the world champion will be. So, you know, from that standpoint, I wish that he would stay. I asked another question. This one was about Kawhi and James Harden. Yay or nay? Would you trade if you knew if the Rockets, if you were the Houston Rockets, and you knew Kawhi was going to sign the extension? Would you trade Kawhi Leonard for James Harden straight up? Yay or nay? The the folks said, hey, 63% said no, and, of course, 36% said yes, they would trade Kawhi Leonard for James Harden. What what say you? I'd say I'd pull the trigger if if it could happen straight up, and, and I'm Houston and I can get Kawhi Leonard, I'd give James Harden up and take Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think that I, we've done, uh, we here in Houston, the city of Houston, I'm not a – uh, I'm not with the Rockets organization, but we here in Houston have done a, as much as they can do with Harden. If Kawhi is healthy and his head is straight and he's going to sign the extension, he wants to be here, I would make that trade. You got a two-way player who, again, if he wasn't in San Antonio, if, if Kawhi Leonard was in New York, we would be talking about him every single day. If he was in L.A., we'd be talking about him every day. And so I think that he is an elite a super elite player that is a guy that you can compliment with other players. I think that he can play better, obviously, with other players than James Harden. His style of play is more conducive to that. So I would disagree with the, the people, and so would you. I would say, yeah, make that trade. Also, I asked the question for Rockets fans. 
Can a healthy Houston Rockets team beat the Golden State Warriors? 67% said yes. 33% said no. I think if we, as we get further away from the Western Conference Finals, that number, the number of no's will rise up a little bit. I think coming fresh off of that and hearing and seeing a, a series in which people felt like Paul kept you in games, got you in games, would have pushed the team over the top had he been there. Uh, I think that that number is high because it, we're just coming off of that. I mean, so, well, I mean, obviously I know your thoughts, but go ahead and, and give them again anyway. Can a healthy Rockets team beat the Golden State Warriors? No, won't be able to beat them. Golden State just has too much. When you, you look around, you have Curry, you have Leonard, you have Durant. You have, you just, have, you have too much scoring, and then they play defense. Houston improved so much on the defensive end this year, it surprised me. Uh, they played a lot of great basketball on the defensive side by adding Chris Paul and Bob Mute, P.J. Tucker. It brought a little bit of toughness to the Rockets. So I just still don't think, even though the de- defense got better, I just don't think they have enough offense to score with Golden State. And finally, I asked LeBron, would, would people like to see LeBron go to the Rockets and 88% said yes, and uh, 12% said no. So, yeah, people want to see LeBron here. I don't get it. I don't know how it'll work, but that's what they said. So, we will put up poll questions from time to time and do a We the People segment on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. With that, that'll wrap up the first part of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 61. Coming up, DJ Malone, a word from our sponsor, maybe a word from my nephew as well. When we come back, wife is side piece of crazy X. And then, of course, a conversation with Houston Defender writer Max Edison and more. It's episode 61 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes. Tune in, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. My name is Keller and I listen to Sports Talk with Uncle Devon Ray on iTunes. Like I'm touching the ceiling When I'm with you I can't breathe Boy you do something to me Devin Wade Podcast, 
And Kev, how you like that DJ Malone? That, he's he's doing his thing, isn't he? Look at you, had you moving. Oh yeah, always. Had, had you moving and grew and took you back twenty years. Man, well he this modern music, but yeah, maybe it made me. Move. I'm trying to get more into the hip hop. I really am. I'm trying really hard to do some things, and I'm listening to more uh, Migos and and at you. Drake at you. and Pusha T and. What you know about I, that, I, man? I, what man, you know I, about that, man? On the outskirts, man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for a segment that we call Wifey's Wifey. Side Piece. Side Piece. The Crazy X. This is where I will give Kevin three names, and he will tell me which one he's wiping up, which one is his Crazy X, and which one is his Side Piece. Which one is Side Piece first, and then his Crazy X. LeBron, Kawhi, Paul, George. You can add any free agent to your team. Who your wife and who's your side? And let, and let's make it interesting. Not for one year. Let's say for the next five years. Let's make it interesting. LeBron, Kawhi, or Paul George. Who you wifing up? Kawhi Leonard. Going with Kawhi. I'm going with Kawhi. Why? Why over LeBron? I think. Well, let me bag that up. Kawhi's a two way player. I, I can get scoring from Kawhi. He's going to guard the best offensive player on the other end. I don't have as much drama. So I'm going to take Kawhi Leonard. Well, you don't know. I mean, he's been dramatic lately. Well, he hasn't. Other people. I mean, he's letting it by proxy, yeah, yeah. I guess. So who you, who's your side piece in that scenario? Paul George. <laughs> Paul so George. Wait a minute. Why are you taking Paul George over Why? LeBron? I can't say that, man. This, <laughs> you this, can say what you want. I'm this, just asking hey, a question. This, this is my this is my poll question, man. How you gonna make me change my poll no, question, I'm just, man? You say what you want, but why Paul George over LeBron? I'm gonna take Paul George. That Paul go over there, and he's not gonna say much. He's just gonna play. <laughs> I don't have to worry about him out there. It's saying too much. I take Paul George as the side piece. And LeBron is your crazy crazy ex. He gonna be in front of the camera. He gonna tell it. He, just like he got David Blatt fired and Mike Brown, he had me in divorce court. You see what I'm saying? So, uh-uh, can't have it. Well, if I had to do it, if it's one year, I would go with LeBron. I, but you I said think, five. I know I said five. So if it was one year, I'd go with LeBron. Over five years, I think I would take Kawhi because I think his upside, he still, I mean, if he gets to a team where he can lead it and it's his team, we will see just how special he is. I think a lot of people in the know in the NBA think he's one of the top three or four players oh, in, in no the doubt. NBA. I mean, he's a special, special player. And I think he has more longevity left than LeBron. But I will go with LeBron second because even though he may only have a couple of years where he's That's your side piece. Top, he's my side piece. LeBron, my side piece. Side piece. I'm wife and Kawhi. My side piece is LeBron. But you always – well, I ain't gonna say you, but I'm just saying that most people will want the side piece to just be over there and don't cause no problem. <laughs> well, that dude gonna cause some problems. Well, he's gonna he's gonna do some good stuff too because he may bring you a, a one more championship. Now it depends, or at least one more championship appearance. So I think that he automatically gives you a legitimate shot in the East. Anywhere in the East, that's the favorite to go to the NBA Finals. And so you can't say that about the other two right off. I don't think you can. But that being said, he could really disrupt what your long-term plans for your organization. Because if he does leave Cleveland, he'll leave Cleveland in shambles. They'll be destroyed as an organization. And we had that discussion last time I'm out about him. 
And then finally, my side piece, me, my uh, crazy ex, will be Paul George in that situation. Next up, the best offseason. The who I mean, we're predicting this out now, and we've already had the draft, so uh, but we're predicting this out. Wifey side piece or crazy ex, Lakers, Rockets, or Cavs. Who's gonna? Uh, which team is gonna have the best offseason? Lakers, Cavs, or Rockets? Who are you wifing? Probably the Rockets. So, yeah. meaning, do you think they're gonna have? They're, so obviously, they, they're gonna have to resign. Chris they're Paul, gonna, uh, they're, they're gonna sign, re-sign Chris Paul, and and that's enough to make to, that's to enough a, to make you the best offseason. That 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 that's gonna put him in the best offseason. So if under your scenario, so the Lakers won't be adding anybody. I mean, even if they do, it does. It's not enough. Even if they add LeBron right now to what they have, that's not enough. You don't think that at least makes the, the Lakers the second best team in the conference? Depending on what oh, else happens no. with that. No, but but the thing about that is, like I always say, I don't think players want to play with LeBron James anymore. So right now, like I said, he's waiting on the Kawhi situation to pan itself out, and then he can make a decision on what he what he needs to do. If you notice, he's been quiet because he's waiting on the Kawhi Leonard deal to flush and just okay, Kawhi's he's gonna be over in L.A. They done made the trade, so here I come. Yeah, I don't think that trade is gonna happen no. anytime soon. LeBron's going to have to make his decision well before something is resolved with, with Kawhi. And so your side piece would be who, the Cavs or the Lakers? My side piece? Yeah, because you're wifing up the Rockets, so who's your side piece? Lakers. Okay, and so that means that you think something good is going to happen for them this offseason? Well, I don't know about free agency, but I like the young guys that they have. And the best thing with that, they they got a year older and another year of experience. Right. With right. Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo uh, Ball has got another year up on them. Julius Randle is playing good. So they have some young pieces. So that's why I'm going there. And then so your your crazy ex will be the, the Cleveland Cavaliers? That would be it. I'm going to change it all the way around. I am wiping up the Cleveland Cavaliers because I believe LeBron is going to stay in Cleveland. And, of course, if that happens, that's the best offseason they can have. you got to believe they're going to add a couple more pieces to that. I don't know how much room they have and what maneuvering they can do, but I, I think they will have the best offseason. My side piece are the Lakers. Lakers are a destination in the NBA. And even if they don't get LeBron, and maybe not Kawhi immediately, I think that they will add something significant, and I think that that will make that team better. And like you said, they're, they're more mature. They have an offseason to develop. So I think that will work out well for them. My crazy ex are the Rockets because you have so little wiggle room in what you can do. Are you going to lock down Chris Paul, but then what else? What else can you do? I, I don't know. We'll have to see what Daryl Morey does. I, I believe in him, but we'll have to see. Finally, with wifey side piece of crazy X, which of these three players will have the best NBA career? DeAndre Ayton, uh, Marvin Bagley III, or Trey Young? Who's going to have the best NBA career? That's tough, man. All three of those guys are really good. So it, it's, it's hard to say that the jury's still out. They haven't played a game yet. Well, that's why we're doing it now, before they play. I mean, after they play five years, it doesn't do us any good. Well, it's, it's a little tough, you know, not having anybody at work to go on in the NBA. Um, all three of them are, are really good at what they do and what those teams have them in place for. You know, with uh, the guy who's going to Phoenix, he, he can step Aiden. out the way, uh, DeAndre Aiden. He can step out and shoot the three ball. He defends. He's a rim protector. He can get up and down. 
So he's good there. But then you have Trey Young. He's that streaky shooter. He can stretch the defense. So, I mean, it, it's tough. Marvin Bagley, I love that guy. So who, that, yeah. are you going to wife Bagley? Who's going to have a better career, he or Aiden? Taking Aiden. Okay, so you're wiping up Aiden. That, that narrows it down. Okay. Now we got Bagley versus Young. Who's going to have a better NBA career? Give me Marvin Bagley. Bagley. So your side piece is Marvin Bagley. And your crazy ex is Trey Young. I'm going in the draft in, in the way that they were drafted. Okay. Well, I am going to change it up. I'm gonna wife up Marvin Bagley the third. I think he's gonna have a great NBA career. I think uh Aiden is gonna be nice too. But and he he was the number one pick and he's went to Arizona, playing in Phoenix. That's a great fit for him. So I'll I'll make him my side piece. My crazy ex again is Trey Young. It's too many variables. He could be a very special player. He can kind of fade away because he is a little diminutive, and he's a smaller guy, and he may not – he's not tough like Steph Curry. So, let's – I mean, I know people want to make that comparison, but I, he's not that yet. So, we'll have to see how he develops. But uh, those are, that's how I see it so far. With that, going to take a time out, bring back Max Edison and have a good conversation about Houston sports with the Houston Defender writer, when we come back, this is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. Salut! Je n'ai aucune idée de la raison pour laquelle Devan m'a demandé de faire ça, surtout que la majorité d'entre vous n'ont pas la moindre idée de ce que je dis. Mais bon, j'adore écouter Kalina, le Silver Fox et Devan sur le podcast de Sports Talk, Devan Wade. A plus! It's Shelly Wade and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Episode 61 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And as promised, joined by veteran sports editor of the Houston Defender, Max Edison. Max, how are you this afternoon? How the hell are you, Devin? So behave yourself because right. you don't want to have to go go to the wrong place in the afterlife because it is... It's hot out here, Bob. <laughs> it's definitely a preview. And, but you know what? That, that's what makes us who we are in South Texas. You know, that's, that gives yeah, us our... Yeah, right, Doc. That's our, that's our signature uh, in mid-June that it is hot out here. But uh, other than that, man, everything is well. Well, I'll tell you what. It's a hot summer around uh, in and around Houston and the NBA as it pertains to the Houston Rockets and the uh, LeBron Watch 2018. Where do you fall on the whole spectrum of LeBron coming to Houston? Or where where do you think LeBron is going to go, and how much do you care? I care a lot because I wish he would come to Houston. But, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, all we can do is sit back and evaluate and wait. We know that he's got a, a tremendously uh, close relationship with Chris Paul, and, and hopefully that's something in our benefit you know, bottom line is, man, I'm just hoping that the Rockets can add one more quality piece to the puzzle because we were so close to beating Golden State. And whether it's LeBron or Paul George or any other player of that ilk, I just would like to see the, the Rockets and Dal Murray be able to add that piece and for us to try to win the Western Conference. And 
ultimately win another championship. As it pertains to LeBron coming to Houston, I'm a bit of a skeptic and trying to understand how would that well, work. Well, you're, you're just a skeptic anyway because <laughs> you're one of those guys that, damn it, you want everybody else to be good except your own damn team. What is there to be skeptical about? You know LeBron has to have the basketball. How's that going to work? No, it really doesn't matter, man. Y'all are all you. Skeptic number one. I don't know how Chris Paul is going to work, man. Right, well, you're right. About <laughs> great players. They work together on Olympic teams. They work together on international teams. It's not going to be an issue sharing the basketball. We saw that Paul, Chris Paul and James Harden, they worked that out along with Mac, uh, Mike D'Antoni perfectly. So if LeBron comes, most of these guys wish they were in situations where it wasn't required of them to handle the ball so much. So it's a relief when they know that they can give the ball to Chris Paul or James Harden to bring it up and start the offense, and everything doesn't rely on them. It creates easier opportunities for them. Well, I tell you what, you are the, the counter-argument to, to Kevin Allen, who is always anti-LeBron. I, and it'll be interesting to see. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Did you just compare me to Kevin Allen? <laughs> well, the Silver Fox, man. Yay. It's interesting to see where he will go. I would like to see him remain in Cleveland. That's not to disqualify the Rockets being good on their own. And obviously, I'm a native Houstonian. So, yeah, I want the Rockets to win. But I think it's much better for the NBA if LeBron stays in the Eastern Conference because now, all of a sudden, uh, with the up-and-coming Philadelphia 76ers and then, of course, Boston, if they can get healthy with Hayward and Kyrie Irving, then all of a sudden, the Eastern Conference is back revived again, coming back from the dead. Uh, what's your thoughts how can, on that. How can, you, how can you sit there and talk out of both sides of your neck? I'm a Houstonian, but you don't want what's best for Houston. Yeah, you're not the I don't think LeBron is the, is the best you fit got, for Houston. You got Boston and you got Philly coming up and whoever else. Why the hell are you worried about what they do in the East when we were one game away from making it to the finals and winning the Western Conference? Were you that concerned when Kevin Durant decided to go to Golden State? I don't know how that's going to work. Who's going to handle the ball? Who's going to take the shots? We'll hold up with some of the greatest players. We'll worry about the intricacies later. Well, I didn't want to see Durant go to to Golden State for that matter. I do want yeah. balance around the league. I don't want just I don't want just like three teams hey, in man, the entire I league. I don't, I don't care about balance. I just want us to win the championship. All the people who love Golden State don't give a damn about balance. They just love Golden State. And it's about time for us to be selfish. And if we could get LeBron, you know, hopefully, I don't know what the odds are, but if we could get LeBron, the best player of this generation, I can never see how that would be a negative. Well, let me shift gears slightly then. So we know okay. what you feel about LeBron. No, there's a guy up. You know uh, what I'm saying? Is, has it ever been clearer for you where I stand on LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very clear on that one. Uh, let's go about I-10 I- I- a little bit. Yeah. Like they say in church, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> I've heard you. I'm just not the choir. <laughs> so I heard you loud and clear. Uh, so let's go down I-10 a little bit. Kawhi Leonard, what do you think about that whole situation? I'm really kind of surprised how all that things turned out. I think Kawhi Leonard is about to make a tremendous mistake. I think he's about to let some people in his entourage, his uncle and so forth, really pimping him into just to really possibly creating an adverse situation. Sometimes you scratch your head when a guy 
you got a chance to always be among the elite teams in the NBA at San Antonio. They can pay you more money than anybody else in San Antonio. You don't like the limelight. You don't like a lot of glitter and glitz, and you're in San Antonio. So what more could you want? And, and I wonder about that, too. I don't understand. And, again, he – my whole thing is he – the word is that he's not happy with how that San Antonio tried to force him back soon. I understand with all that guaranteed money, you made $18 million last year. You are the franchise. They are not going to do anything to damage you long term because you are – you're the face of the franchise. You are the future well, of the let, franchise. Let me ask you this. Was there ever anything about Kawhi Leonard's injury – that made you think he'd only play eight or nine games this year? Never, never. And, and I kept wondering why and, he, he wasn't back. I just kept wondering that. Yeah, you know, what, whatever it is, it could have been an Achilles, a knee, whatever soft tissue injury that he supposedly had, and I'm not really, you know, I, I'm a little bit shaking my head. But, dog, what did you have that kept you out all year? And for some of the skeptics or some of the, the, you know, the people who are always looking for conspiracy or maybe they think that Popovich talked to him wrong. Doc, I don't think none of his checks bounce. <laughs> I don't think Nary check bounce and the ring he's got on his hand came from him being a San Antonio Spurs. And could have had two if he would have hit some free throws down the stretch against Miami. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go there, but again, I cannot see personally from my vantage point a better scenario for him, all things considered, than in San Antonio. But again, you know, that's that's just the way I'm looking at it. Maybe there's something that he sees or, you know, maybe somebody told him something in San Antonio that got his boxers in a bunch and now he's ready to bail out. Hey, you know, that, that's just him. Yeah, to leave thirty million, thirty-one million dollars on the table is a big, big deal. Yeah, well, you know, as a Rocket fan, he can do whatever he wants. If he don't want to stay in San Antonio, he can go play on the moon if he wants to. Because I'm a Rocket fan, it really don't matter. That's one other bad guy that I don't have to deal with if I'm a Rocket fan. So. I'm going to ask you one more time to take your Rocket hat off and look to the West Coast. Now, it seems like the NBA and the, the, the media elite want to see L.A. get back. The Lakers, the, not L.A., but the Lakers, not the Clippers, but the Lakers get back in the game. They want to see this LeBron thing happen. They want to see somehow uh, the Lakers uh, become more relevant. How do you think this whole offseason will shake out for the, the Lakers? I really don't know because the NBA is, is, is in somewhat of a bind because two of their of their model franchises are on the road to reconstruction. The Lakers, you know, I'm pretty confident that Magic and that crew will in time bring the Lakers back to prominence. Meanwhile, on the opposite end of the United States, nobody knows what the hell the Knicks are doing. So, you know, I, I'm sure the NBA, if I put my commissioner cap on, you know, he would like to see the Lakers back in contention. But in the alternative, you got Golden State, which is Northern California. So you can't be overly uh, displeased. But, of course, the Lakers are one of the, the model franchises throughout the history of the league. And it's hard to say. I just feel confident with, with Magic in charge that at some point they'll be back. But uh, I don't want them to come back before we win the championship. And I'm referring to the, to the Rockets. So I, I think they'll be back. How soon? And when we say back, all we're talking really is just for them to make the playoffs. Right. And, uh, you know, there, there may be a player or two away. Who knows if Quine Leonard could find his way there or if LeBron winds up there, you know, then they could they could.
could that could be the missing element to get them over the hump. But you know, I'm sure that the NBA wants them to be dominant again. They want that in you know, a market the size of LA with the history that LA has. They desperately want them to be a, a, a playoff contending basketball team again. Well, you know, well, a lot will transpire in the next uh, seven to ten days, I suspect. So we'll have some answers here shortly. I want to shift gears slightly and talk a little bit about a more a more disheartening situation, and that's about the Houston Texans and their ownership situation. And I'm not even talking about the chili the thing. I don't care about that as much. I mean, they can sort that out. I that's where you. I thought that's where you were going. You were concerned about the uh, civil rights of the cheerleaders being violated. Well, of I know course. you're a big cheerleader guy. We are always concerned. We don't want anybody taped up unless you know they're going out on the football field and they're willing and they give their consent to be taped. But uh, you know, Bob McNair has not done himself or the organization any favors. He can't keep uh, out of his own way as it pertains to the, the Colin Kaepernick issue and and really not being toned about this whole entire situation he really has turned out to be some, somewhat of an, a villain in this situation what are your thoughts on Bob McNair well Bob McNair is Bob McNair he's an old white man from South Carolina you, you judge a book by by the contents of, of the pages and he's pretty much shown you you know who he is and what he's all about he's done some good things in the community uh the YMCA you know down at uh, uh, Palm Center right. the Texan Y. Uh, he's had key officials that have been African-American, had African-American general manager. Our good friend Tony Wiley was the vice president of communications at one point in time. You know, so he is what he is, mixed in with, you know, what some of the good have been, you know, what we've heard recently about. We know he's a Republican. So some of the other stuff doesn't really disappoint me. And it's like it's like kind of like Chris Rock said one time about Siegfried and Roy. I'm never really surprised when a tiger goes tiger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's unnatural for a tiger to be on a, unis- a unicycle with a Hitler hat on. A, you know, that's unnatural. <laughs> Sooner or later, McNair is going to be who McNair is. And, we, you know, we, we, try to, we try to, you know, be grateful for some of the good stuff that he's done. And at the end of the day, you know, the other stuff, you know, you just kind of hold your breath and look the other way. What else can you do? Or not go to the game. I know I'm going to the game. You got an African American quarterback. Most of the key players on the team are African American and they're getting paid. So, you know, it's, it's hair to tell. And, you know, for some people, oh man, Bob McNair, you know, I don't like Bob McNair and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Hey, man, most of the guys that run Fortune 500 companies, if the truth be told, they don't line up with our view of things. If so, we wouldn't have the issues we have in this country. But he was, he was like so many of the other owners in the NFL. He's been tempted by the president. And, you know, we've seen some unpopular things. But, you know, meanwhile, I keep my focus on number four and number 90 and number 10, you know, and, and, and I'll let the other stuff. Unless I see Bob McNair out there under center or lining up as, as outside rush defensive end, I don't really even think about it. And, and before I do let you get out of here, I do want to ask you as a whole, there are a lot of African-Americans boycotting the game of football, and a lot of people are displeased with the Colin Kaepernick, with the fact that he can't get back in the league. Uh, I don't know that any of – I will say initially I was surprised that he was not signed. I really thought he was. So I, I was really wrong about that. But uh, in light of everything else, I, it's not surprising that he'll never play in the NFL again. But what do you say to all of the listeners here? Because on our show we – you know, we we hear it. People stepping away from the game or, or trying to, at least. What do you tell all of those folks who are upset about this entire situation? I don't tell them nothing, man. 
man, you got you got to go with what works for you, man. Everybody, every tub has to rest on its own bottom. If you feel that strongly about it, then do what you need to do. It's a personal decision that everybody makes, and I'm not going to fall out with nobody. I'm not going to really try to twist anybody's arm to either make them protest or to make them come to the game. That's a personal decision that everybody has to deal with. You know, I have some insight and knowledge that helps me to to look at a little bit clearer. And I also look at the fact that, you know, the Players Coalition has $90 million that they need to spend over the next seven years, and that money is designated for a local activity. I want to see some people focusing on what we can do with some of that money here in the greater Houston area to help some kids with some after-school programs or some, some weekend programs or some SAT, ACT preparation or whatever can be used for the benefit, improve police relationships. There's stuff to be done, and a lot of times I ask people who are always in the midst of protesting something, at the end of the day, what would you like to see done? And how can we get to a point to where we can get closer to what you want to see done? A lot of us, we love to be in a perpetual protest state, and that's okay. But what will it get for you for us to move forward? You know, you know you're not going to ever get everything you want in any business negotiation, but what can we do to make this thing move further. When you look at organizations like the Fritz Pollard Alliance, you know, they had, the bottom line is they able to, to get African-American candidates to get an interview. That might not be the panacea, but there's a big step forward than where we were before we had that. So you got to understand, what do I want? While I'm out here hollering and picking and raising hell, what is it I can get? How can I negotiate to get that and take that piece and work with it for the betterment of our community. Colin made some, Colin made some, I, I appreciate what Colin did with his protest, but he made some critical mistakes early on in his strategy, and unfortunately that's, that, those mistakes have come back and hurt him. He's made multiple critical steps because, hey man, with these people, when you jump out there the way he did, it's straight up warfare. And if you don't have your strategy, Ali had a much clearer strategy of where he was going than Kaepernick. That being said, his lack of a clear-cut strategy has come back to bite him in the butt because he let the other people flip the narrative and make it about patriotism. And right. he was not smart enough to use the media resources that he had available to him early on to say, oh, that's bullcrap. It's not about patriotism. And he had the platform, and he didn't use it, and it cost him. So moving forward, do you think, what do you think will, will happen? Obviously, Trump has it in for the NFL, and he's going to do whatever he can to go. And, and we realize that I, I think most a lot of people around the NFL, around pro sports, understand that it's because he wasn't allowed to be a part of an ownership group, and, and he's already had it in for the NFL, going back to his USFL days. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that, I don't think, I think that's only a smart part of it. Trump seeks to divide and conquer, plain and simple. He don't really give a damn. He he looks around, where can I find some place where I can seek to divide and conquer? He can't do it in Major League Baseball, can't do it in the NBA. So what, what fell right in his lap was the situation with Kaepernick. And he was quick to jump on it and seize it, knowing that many of the NFL owners, Bob McNair, Jerry Jones, just to name a few, were, were his supporters, and he could step on their foot and make them dance. And that's what he did. If they had ignored him, because
because let's face it, fans were not coming to the game because of the protest. That was a bunch of bullcrap. People don't come to the game because the game is horrible. As long as we had Deshaun Watson, they could have, they could have, I don't even want to come up with any wild imaginative things I could say or what they could have done with the flag. As long as Deshaun Watson was throwing 19 touchdowns in six games, fish people didn't care. <laughs> Look at in Philadelphia. This is a great, because see, most of the people are really not that bright. Look at Philadelphia. No team besides Seattle was more adamant in their protest with Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long. But the team won. And we know Philly's a tough crowd. As long as you win in, that's all that really, as long as you got a good product, that's all that people really mattered about. If your team is winning, you can do anything with the anthem. But, it's, <laughs> but again, the narrative was flipped. They made it about patriotism. Rather than the NFL owners just ignoring Donald Trump because they're independent business owners, there's nothing he could have actually done to affect their, their game. They could have just laughed in my mind. That's just Donald being Donald talking his ass off and going down the road because we don't have no some of, my, some of my bitches playing in the NFL. We got quality young men who out here, 99% of them doing the right thing. That would have ended that. But every time he can say something and make you jump and uncomfortable and you run and try to change things just because he said that, that's what he wants. Well, he got what he wanted, and he continues to do so. Do you think uh, there'll be any more player protests, uh, any more signs of obviously uh, folks can stay in the locker room if they choose to? How much more of that do you think we'll see uh, this season? The biggest thing for the NFL to do, and I was disappointed that they didn't figure it out, is just ignore all of that. People really don't People don't care as much as the media has made it out to be. Because what do people turn the TV on and show up at the game to see? Good football. The national anthem lasts about a minute and a half. Once good football begins, people ain't, ain't no, you ain't never heard nobody drive on their way home or in the parking lot saying, damn, man, uh, that was a good game, but that protest kind of really upset my flow at the beginning of the game. I really couldn't get in it. Uh, all, the, all that razzle and dazzle Deshaun Watson was doing when they put up 59 points against Tennessee, that was good. But I saw a couple of guys on a knee, and that really just messed, that, that, that messed up my whole groove for the game. That don't happen. Well, like I said. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing how easily people, even rich people, can be manipulated. And that's all this was. Trump is a master manipulator, but if you know the game up front, he already had. He can't beat you if you know what he's up to. The late Jill Scott Aaron had a clause in one of his uh, soliloquies. He said he sneaks up. He sneaks up behind you, but he rarely surprises. Well, he Think doesn't disappoint. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know you personally do a lot with the kids, and I commend you for what you do. I know you uh, look for every opportunity uh, to get young students uh, an opportunity to get exposure to different things. So I know you don't just talk it, you walk it as it pertains to sort of passing the torch and, and sort of illuminating the community. So uh, I do want to commend you on that part. So And we can have the, the rocket stuff, that discussion at a later a later date, but I do want to commend you on all you have done for the community and I know that we've had several discussions where you've gone out and gotten a group of kids uh, exposure access to games or to me- media opportunities and behind the scenes look at things so you're you're certainly passing it forward so I certainly appreciate you for that and uh, the city of Houston is better for that you know it's, it's really it's really definite it's really simple man it's 
is everybody, you know, trying to, you know, you're blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. And if we remember that, you know, we're not blessed for this. Everybody can look up to you and point to you as being an icon or you being this, that, and the other. You're blessed to pass it on. I think Patty LaBelle has a song, When You've Been Blessed. The key is to pass it on, and, and you're blessed to be a blessing to someone else, whether it's a young person, whether it's a, a older person. You know, whether it's just a kind word of encouragement that you can give, at the end of the day, you're just blessed to be a blessing, man. And I know I've been blessed, and, you know, my family's been blessed. You just want to keep it going, man. Uh, no doubt. Well, hey, I want to get you on before the NFL season so we can talk more about Deshaun and the actual X's and O's as we go into what should be an exciting season for them. And uh, just want him to stay healthy and then we can really break down the NFL and get into some some X's and O's uh, as it pertains to the Houston Texans. But I certainly appreciate you joining us. Happy birthday. I want to make sure we got the happy birthday shout out to you. Man, I really appreciate you joining me inside of the podcast. Hey, man, I appreciate you uh, having me on. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at It's Max Edison. Uh, go to our website, DefenderNetwork.com. The Houston Defender for over 87 years, Houston leading black information source, and we appreciate you. Hey, man, I read you all the time. I, you know, I used to, you know, I was the sports you're editor such, for the... You're such a liar. You're, you're such a liar. <laughs> hey, man, I was the, the, uh, the editor for, for the Houston Informer for many years, so yeah. And what, and what does that have to do with the price of being time? We were friendly rivals. Yeah, okay, I, I know, I know. Go <laughs> ahead, you're about to overtalk yourself. Go well, on, the defender on. won that one, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> hey, man, thanks a lot, and I certainly appreciate it. Hey, man, my it. pleasure. Take care. God bless you and your family. You too. Want to thank Max Edison for that conversation. Had a whole lot of fun talking to him. And now it is time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. So with that, I am going to recognize a guy who is one of the most popular, who is a Hall of Famer, who is one of the, the biggest names in all of sports, Phil Mickelson. And I hate to, I hate to go at him because he is a lefty. But if you saw what he did in the U.S. Open on the 13th hole, struggling mightily on the green, on the green, taps the ball past the green. It's about to go down this slope. What does Phil Mickelson do? He runs down, and he hits the ball back towards the hole while it's moving. Now, that he incurred a two-stroke penalty, but he should have been kicked out because, again, that's something you do on municipal courses when – Somebody, you know, you've already lost the hole. It's a skins game. You lost the hole. You can run down and play with it. He did this in the U.S. Open. Now, this is not any golfer. This is Phil Mickelson. If not for Tiger Woods, this would have been his era in golf. He is the Arnold Palmer to Jack Nicholas. He is a huge, huge, huge figure. You cannot do this. It taints his legacy, and it just looked really, really stupid for him to run and tap the ball back. He should have been kicked out. It was a stupid, stupid move. I know he did it out of frustration, but, hey, man, you've made tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars on the golf course. you got to conduct yourself a little bit better than that. And for that reason, he is our big dummy. You big dummy. With that, want to do birthdays real quick. Want to get into some birthdays. Big birthdays this week, of course. Clyde Drexler. It's his, he had a birthday this week. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Clyde. Uh, also, Wade Phillips had a birthday this week. How about that? Lil Bum. Yeah, Bum, son of Bum. That's his yeah. Twitter name as well. 
Uh, in addition to that, also the late great Lou Gehrig uh, had a birthday this week. In 1903, he died in 1941 of ALS, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease. I think all of that, he was overshadowed by Babe Ruth and a little bit by his own ailment and the way he tragically died. But, boy, with longevity and what he was able to do for so many years, a true legend in the game. And if you've never seen the pride of the Yankees, kid, in black and white, you got to see that movie. And I dare you not to shed a tear, mess up a little bit. Also, Pete Maravich, he shared a birthday with Clyde Drexler. So uh, those were some of the guys in the sports world who had birthdays. Locally, our own Ralph Cooper, the legend Ralph Cooper, had a birthday this week. I know you wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Ralph. Uh, Ronnie Williams, Officer Williams from Fort Bend ISD. Happy, happy birthday. My girl, my partner, Monica Kentu, one of my dear friends, had a birthday, and she's just living the most fabulous life. <laughs> she has a super-duper social media life, so you definitely want to check her out, see how she just lives the good life. I envy her life on social media. My man Max Edison, who we just talked to, he had a birthday again. Congratulations and happy birthday to him. And I finally want to congratulate Lori Alexander, a friend of mine, who just made the Hall of Fame, the Southeast Athletics Conference Hall of Fame. She was an All-American softball player in NAIA and also a LSC champion. She has five single-season offensive records. She batted 413 with 37 home runs, and she had 19 home runs in one season. And I knew her for many years, and I know she played, still plays softball. I had no idea. She's a legend. So congratulations on making the Hall of Fame. Everybody sing with me now. Happy birthday. Just for the birthday, people. is a huge, huge deal. That's a big accomplishment. Any kind of Hall of Fame is a big deal. I, I, I'm looking for a Hall of Fame that I can make it into. I don't know. <laughs> Create your own. Put yourself in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, the Devin Wade Hall of Fame, I'm the charter member of there that. There you go. Finally, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, any final thoughts from you, Kev? Well, no final thoughts. I was just waiting on so we can get past this LeBron James fiasco where it's going to go. Everybody knows it's going to declare free agency, but like I say, once we get past this, and well, I'm, I'm looking forward to football season now. Well, yeah, we have a lot of football coming up, and I promise you, I know people are mad at me. They don't even listen to me anymore. But we are going to do the remote. I'm working on but every there's so many moving parts to this thing and that I have not been able to organize it. But we are going to definitely have a remote here in the greater Houston area really, really soon. So you can look forward to that. Also, hey, again, we're on Google Play, brand new on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe. And if you know somebody who's a fledgling artist, if you want your music heard on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, please hit us up and send your music, uh, radio edit only. I don't care the genre, but radio edit only, and we will pump you up, send people to your social media, and have a chance for people to enjoy your music. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, again, comment. Reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, tell a friend and keep this thing going as we continue to grow. 
We certainly appreciate the love you guys have sent us all over the country. And as always, have a great day. Feelings, so deep in the feelings. Notice they really like me. Can't control my anxiety. Feeling like I'm touching the ceiling. When I'm with you, I can't breathe. Boy, you do something to me. Times like this, the rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that to shine like this. In a matter of time, I spent on some locked up in the back of the paddy wagon, cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold, nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you gotta see it with a clear eye view. Got shorty, she try and bless me like I said, I chew like a sneeze. Please for them tricky squeeze, I'm getting cream. Never let them get in between and we'll be started. Look, look.
but I'm lying hearted. They love me when I was stuck and they hate it. When I departed, I go and get it regardless. Draw it like I'm an artist, no crawling. Went straight to walking with foreigns in my garages or foreign. Menager, can suck and swallowing anything for a dollar. They tell me, get him, I got him. I did it without an album. I did it with Mariah. Love, I'm on fire. I see the hockey in Philly. Flyer. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was Leaf. Then I bought that new Ferrari, hey, to rest in peace. Hey, to rest in peace, rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in the parking spot. You ain't talking about my then what you talking about? Gangsta moving silent, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. What's on my ground, and now I got what I deserve. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? When I bought that ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning? Flexing on these, I'm like Papa on his finish. Double M, yeah, that's my team. Rose, the captain, I'm lieutenant. I'm the type of kind of men casting, grind like I'm broke. That Lambo, my new, she don't ride like my ghost. I'm riding around my city with my hands on my toes. Cause these men are me dead, and I gotta make it back. Cause my mama need that bill money, my son needs some help. Try to take my life, they around, get killed. You around, you around, you around, get smoked. Cause these feelings I pull.